Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in for another edition of the podcast. It's Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow and myself. And we're going to talk about retirement planning isn't what it used to be. And obviously, that's you know, pretty common, right? Pretty we, we figured that out. We don't have to be a genius to figure that one out. It's a lot different. But I think when we say that, Tony, we tend to think of, yes, our parents and grandparents, it's definitely different uh, than it was 30 or 40 years ago. But mm-hmm. retirement planning is different than it was just 10 years ago at this point, yeah, right? It, yeah, it is. It, it's amazing how much it's changed because of some of these things we're going to talk about. And and technology uh, has made a huge difference in, in lots. I mean, there's just, it's, it's an ever-evolving thing, right? It is. It really is. And I mean, you know, nowadays with people, uh, you know, living longer, like you say, the technology, all this stuff that uh, it really makes it, well, you, you got to do more planning. At the end of the day, that's really what Right. It's what more complex, for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, in some ways, we think, you know, a lot of the technology out there makes our life simpler. Uh, and, and nowadays, you know, you got all these apps that can help you do a lot of things. Absolutely. But there's also a lot more complexity to the rules, the nuance and uh, and the self-funding. And, yeah, the longevity right in itself is going to make everything more complicated. So we're, we're already touching on these things. So we'll just we'll just rock right on along with that mm-hmm. uh, and say, um, you know, it used to be very simple, right? The milking stool analogy, if you will, three legs, right? You had a pension because most yeah. people had a pension 30 years ago. A lot of people had a pension anyway 30 years ago. Uh, and then Social Security. And then if you saved a little bit, well, you're in pretty good shape, right? You're in good shape. Yeah. Absolutely. And plus you died at 70, you know, 68, yep. 70, 72, 65, you know. Well, now, you know, clearly the life expectancies are in the 80s. Pensions are super rare unless you're probably a government or state employee. And you have to self-fund a lot more. A lot more. And, you know, it's interesting because today when we're recording this, it's my dad's uh, 81st birthday. Happy birthday to him. Yeah. he. uh, But, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, driving in. It's like, you know, boy, 81 years ago, what was it like, you know, in 1941, uh, you had a war and, you know, all kinds of different things going on. And and even his parents, you know, so it is different now, um, you know, because of, some of those things you mentioned, I mean, nobody's going to work today and, and almost nobody, I should say, you know, and, and having the old fashioned pension where you can't outlive it and everything is you work for the same. Who works for the same employer, you know, for 20, 30 years anymore? Nobody hardly right. does that. Yep. And uh, so those are kind of long gone. You know, Social Security is still around. But, you know, if you don't do any saving outside of that, that's going to be I mean, that's just a safety net. You know, that's that's not going to be a very well-off type of retirement yeah, uh, exactly. or fun retirement by any means. So, you, you know, you've got that, you've got the fact that, like you said, we're, we're living so long now, uh, you know, that we're outliving our bodies really, I think. Oh no, absolutely. We definitely <laughs> are. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, the government's not just going to throw us out in the street and, and, uh, you know, just, just let you just, you know, pass off, you know, uh, so, <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, so, you know, you've got more years you've got to worry about. And obviously as you get older, you know, the, you know, the health tends to deteriorate some and right. you, know, you still have to have money to, you know, live and pay for things, pay for your health care, you know, and things like that. So that's a challenge, you know, just those two things right in and of itself are, are huge challenges that, 
you know, my dad's kind of, you know, he's obviously, you know, statistically closer to the end than I am, but I mean, he didn't have to worry about that quite as much. Uh, but his family though, although he's pretty much uh, set, but you know, he's got brothers that are in their nineties. So he's got some longevity there, but he's, he's really thankful that he did plan and, and saved and did what he needed to do. Cause he doesn't have a pension. His social security is mediocre. What he did get, cause he was in uh, some government work for a while. So he does have a, an IPERS type of pension, I guess I, I should say. And then he was able to save and he's he put away a nice nest egg. So now he's, you know, he's, he's got so much money to, you know, he can't really outlive it. But if you're not doing some of that and planning, yep. obviously you've got some issues there. And, and the, the longevity was on my list as well. So since we just touched on that, we'll move on. But it is the great multiplier as well, because everything yeah. about living longer makes everything else go up. Uh, and, uh, you know, so therefore that com- kind of compounds everything as well compounds to go along everything. with the fact. Yep. So yeah. uh, I, we had on here, this is, we got to update this a little bit, but interest rates were lower, right? So you yes. weren't really saving much. Although I did see, you know, it's funny with the, the ticking up, the, uh, the slow tick up the Fed is doing currently. I saw a bank advertising a CD the other day, Tony, and it was 4%. I was like, wow. I know. I was yeah. like, when's the last time you saw that? Like, 12 years ago, 10 years ago, yeah. 15 years ago, <laughs> you know, like yeah, 2005 or six, somewhere in there. Yeah. It, it's crazy how low rates have been for so long. And a lot of the, of the retirees now, they, my dad included, you know, he, he remembers the days, you know, and I do remember the days, you know, in the seventies uh, and eighties, you know, where money markets were paying eight, 9%. And, you know, th- those days have been gone for so long. Those people that are at, at, at the retirement age and well into it, they're always looking for that. You know, they're, they're bouncing around having CDs and, and moving money around you know, if they can, you know, scrounge out an extra, you know, 10th of a percent. But if you're young, there's, unless rates really went up and stayed up for 35 years, there's almost no way that you're going to be able to have a great retirement by just um, you know, keeping money in a savings account, unless you can just throw a ton of money in there, you right, know, your yeah. own principal, because yeah. the earnings aren't going to be there. And so, that coupled with the fact that everything always goes up. My dad's complaining about that too. You know, we, we've got prices going up everywhere. Oh, yeah, crazy. Is that. Yeah. Uh, he won't go out and buy, even though he's got the money, he won't go out and buy a, uh, a new golf club. You know, he's 81 years old. He wants a new golf club, but oh boy, they're too high. But I always tell him, you know, how often do things go down in price? I mean, yeah, once they get them there, yeah, they don't get the, they typically don't remove them, right? No, they don't, they don't remove them. And so, uh, that along with us living longer, you know, so it, it takes the retirees more money to to live because prices keep going up and rates are low. So you've got to make sure that when you're when you're in retirement, you know, that you're getting what you feel comfortable with as far as your risk tolerance goes, uh, you know, a good return on your money. Yeah. And I imagine that's an interesting challenge, not only with your dad, but with people in general sometimes. And sometimes it is the principle of the thing, right? It's like, look, you're 81. You got the money. Just get your golf club, right? Enjoy yeah. yourself. But yeah, just, it could be the principle, too. He's like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. No, you know? he's not. He's, he refuses to do it. Yep. And uh, it is a principle for him. Yeah. yeah. It just comes down to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but getting retirees in general sometimes to to let loose of the cash, uh, I, I know that's a big challenge in the industry anyway. Even when they have it, right? Because they've either they just they've either got been conditioned or whatever, you know, or they still do have some fear. But a lot of times, I think if you're still hanging, you know, having that fear about spending your money, then maybe that's a sign that you're not quite comfortable with the plan or the strategy is not resonating with you the way as good as it could be. Maybe. I yeah, I think a lot of times that is, you know, and 
if you could sit down with your advisor and you know discuss some of that stuff, uh, it would certainly probably ease your mind, especially if your advisor can let you know, well, look, you know, here's where we're yeah. at and here's what you're taking. And, and there's no way that you're, you're going to, even yep. if the most dire circumstance comes up, you're covered. Yep. Or it could be like my dad who's just plain stubborn. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. That happens Yeah, too. you know, you get that way. That's true. And you earned it. So that's okay. That's um, right. All right. So we're talking about, you know, retirement planning being more difficult, not exactly the way it used to be, obviously. Uh, the technology, we touched on that a little bit. And the technology is, uh, you know, it's everywhere. And maybe it's helpful, but maybe it's also counterproductive as well because it ends up being a little, I don't know, fearful. Yeah. And with all the technology at our fingertips, you know, you tend to eat and even, even somebody like my dad's age, but I, I, so I'll, I'll, I'm probably done throwing him under the bus today. So we'll move on to my sister-in-law who's actually 63 and she is, uh, you know, not really very techno, but she tries to read and make informed decisions, but she overdoes it. You know, she, she analyzes so much that she basically can't make a decision and She's starting to look at, you know, maybe getting out and starting to uh, think about retirement and she's overwhelmed and she was doing it on her own. She's a widow. And, you know, she came to me and said, look, I, I got to have some help. I've, I've, I don't understand any of this. I've researched this, I, you know, and, and the further she gets into it, the more confused she gets, you know, and, and she's afraid, everybody's afraid to make the wrong decision, right? Yeah. You know, everybody's afraid of that. And uh, yeah, and you kind of have that paralysis moment where you're just like, okay, yeah. well, I've read all I can read and now I'm more confused than ever or whatever. Yeah. And I just don't want to oh, do yeah. anything. Yeah. But I, I think that if you can, you know, keep it simple and you can, you know, make sure that, well, at least for us with our clients, talking to them about some of this stuff and, and letting them know what, while there are a lot of tools out there and if you come across something, you know, uh, run it by us or, or ask, you know, and, and we'll tell you because the last thing you want to do is you're, if you, as you're getting closer to retirement or in retirement is spend all your time agonizing over that, at least in my opinion, you know, you want to get out and have some fun. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it's okay. Again, it's understandable, you know, so we just have to, you know, as things change and evolve. And I think the pandemic obviously forced us to get more comfortable. I mean, you could even go as simple as saying if initially people were retirees were like, I don't want to get on Zoom and share my, you know, financial information, you know, because it's, you know, I'm worried about getting hacked or whatever. Right. But Mm -hmm. I think we started to learn we didn't have a choice. So we started to learn. Uh, and become more adaptable to, you know, to that technology. So it's got its pros. It's got its cons. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. And then the final one, obviously, it seems like, you know, with each passing year, the volatility of the market is more pronounced. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just the technology that we just mentioned showing it to us every single day, you know, where we just didn't used to pay that much attention to it. Maybe that's part of it. I think, yeah, I think that, that that's it. I mean, it's in front of us on the TV, on our phones, on our tablets, it's everywhere that you can get this information. And will you just turn on any of the uh, news outlets, you know, amongst the 8 million channels we all have now, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, that we all pay for. And it's kind of crazy because uh, that it makes you nervous, you know, a little bit. And I, I think the volatility, you know, is a little more pronounced. I think it's because more and more people are now actively investing, you know, you've got the cryptocurrencies, you got all kinds of things going on. And then plus just world events and things like that. So to me, it's important to make sure that, you know, you're working with your advisor 
to make sure you're working your plan. Because if you're working your plan, you know, the, the volatility, while it might be there a little bit, it really shouldn't affect you all that much, uh, depending. And you, know, you got to try to put that money, those thoughts aside yeah. uh, with some yeah. of that. Yeah. Good point for sure. Yeah. And so, I mean, the market's going to do what it's going to do. You know, it, it's funny. We also get very lulled to sleep. So, you know, we're seeing all this volatility this year and we're seeing it's not been a fast drop. Like we're seeing it's Mm-mm. been dipping for, a, but it's been dipping fairly slowly, right? It'll drop a, you know, a percent and then it'll go up a half a percent and then it'll drop two, then it'll go up a half, you know, yes. Yeah, so it's down what, you know, some markets, some indices are down 20, some down are 17, 15, you know, somewhere in yeah. that range. Uh, but that stuff has normal. We, we get very complacent and we got very addicted addicted to and used to the second long longest bull run in history right so yeah. thir- 12 13 years you're just like ah oh, cool it's just gonna and especially all the stuff that it had to overcome right the market yeah. has been getting back up uh, like a like i've joked many times like a prize fighter getting knocked down it's been getting back up over and over through a lot of volatile times like uh you know social social times in the last mm-hmm. five years but we've also been pumping a lot of money into things too right so yes. there's some falsities there there's some false floors if you will or false ceilings so it's it's easy to kind of feel like it's worse than ever but at the same time uh, the market does what it does, and so we have to be a little bit wary of those things uh, to not let it totally fuel us into like this fear factor of, of jumping in and out and making more rash decisions. Decisions. I think I saw something not long ago. Tony said that Morningstar had put out a little thing out saying that due to the fear of just uh, something scaring them and it feeling like it's not going to work, typical investors lose about two and a half percent annually to just jumping in and out and just trying something new because what they have is not working in their mind. Yes. So, yeah. And there, there's all kinds of studies on that. And, and which is why, you know, we advocate depending on, on whatever plan, you know, that you are uh, trying to implement mm-hmm. is trying to stay invested because you bounce in and out yeah. and you are going to miss and, you know, your, your returns aren't going to be there. You're going to be not happy. You're going to be, you know, just always anxious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's definitely something you don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Little tweaks. I mean, your, your plan is not stone, right? No. So, no. You, you know, you're going to definitely, it's going to make some tweaks. You're going to make some changes. That's what those reviews are for. But wholesale mm-hmm. big changes in times of uh, turmoil and panics it tends to tends to be the wrong choice. Uh, and yeah. that's why you have that advisor there to help hopefully balance you out. And that's some ways how, you know, retirement planning is just not as easy as it used to be. So that's why you need to turn to a professional. You need to work with folks like Tony and his team at Tax Doctor Inc. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, make sure you stop by Tony's website. If you're not already working with him, you can visit the website, schedule some time, uh, a lot of tools, tips, resources, things like that at yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. As I mentioned earlier, Tony's got many, many years in the industry. He's a CFP and an EA, so a great resource for you to tap into there at Tax Doctor Inc. Tony, my friend, thanks for hanging out. This is our late June episode, so I will talk to you sometime after the 4th, and I hope you have a good holiday. Hope you can do the same. See you later. Absolutely. We'll catch you next time here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.